Rewinding. Rewinding Kaya FM on FM Rewind. My Money and Me with Sumitra Naidu every Tuesday from 8 to 9 p.m. Kaya FM, home of the Afropolitan. Grant, a very good evening to you. Um, but thank you very much for joining me. Now, we were talking about getting into the property market at this time. You firmly believe that this is a really good time. This is a buyer's market. Tell me why. Yes, there's two factors that come into making the market at the moment. Um, first and foremost, you need to be in a position to be able to buy. So your, your credit record, your affordability, and your financial position needs to be um, sort of ready to take advantage of of any deal that might the market. Um, second part is that, um, you know, the quite a tough time. I mean, obviously still under a lockdown, but there has been a lot of um, sort of negative sentiment in the market. And when you make the sentiment in the market, that means there's going to be opportunities for people that see the long term in the market. Um, so, so, yeah, so, so it's a good market for, for, for those who take advantage of, of deals in the market and also if you're in a position to buy. I'm certainly having an advantage. Mm. Afropolitans, my guest this evening is Grant Smee. He's an, uh, a property expert and an entrepreneur. And he's talking us through investing in the property market at this point. It is a buyer's market, according to him. If you have any questions for him, please give us a call. The number is 86 Grant, I mean, yes, it's a buyer's market. For how long? I mean, people are still so, just getting back in there now. Yeah. Yes, I mean, look, we still don't know at what stage the, the um, overall fund can be taken away and all be removed. So we are going to be sort of sitting in an unusual period at the moment with a lot of uncertainty. But I'm, I'm sort of predicting at least um, an 18 people might buy this market with that. Seems could be longer, but uh, but I foresee a minimum of eighteen to twenty-four months because of what has happened um, and going forward. What I foresee is going to come up in market possibly early twenty twenty-one. I mean, I understand that, you know, some of the banks are really looking um, to get people back into the market. Financing has become available. But, you know, as you say, there's still a lot of uncertainty. You know, there's uncertainty of the job market right now going forward, whether many companies are actually going to fold during this time, whether people are, you know, losing jobs. The COVID fears are still here. There's also, you know, that that, that issue of land expropriation still sitting there. Um, this is still creating a lot of uncertainty for people to get into the market. How then do you overcome these challenges? Yes, I think the first thing is, is making sure that you fully, fully and well informed um, from sources that are credible and, and also have um, sort of the right information and, and full information. And I think we've seen, we've seen, particularly if we talk about land expropriation, we've seen snippets of information coming out, but, but maybe not the full explanation of what land expropriation or compensation really is about. And if you actually understand the full extent of the government's intention around land expropriation, see the full documentation that they release around, you'll sort of quite quickly learn up, particularly in the residential market, that there is little to worry about in the land expropriation space. So you can invest with really confidence. Um, part two, then, you know, if you take a look at, if you take a view on property, in which you really should be in view on the value of property and the, and the value will go up over time. And then seeing a relatively strong position considering that in South Africa, at least, there's certainly going to be um, a good demand. And by, by that, I mean, there's always going to be a much more uh, much more demand 
for affordable housing. And when I talk affordable, I'm not talking about, um, you know, the 300,000, 200,000 properties. I'm talking mm. about that mid-tier around 500,000 to million. There's always going to be demand. And we've, got, we've certainly got a long-term you know, demand there pushing those prices up. So you take a long-term demand on, on the after market and, and uh, fully inform yourself in terms of the conversations around expropriation and the uncertainty, then you should be in a good position to, to invest. Grant, what are your thoughts around, you know, or, or what are what are the trends that you're seeing in terms of who's buying? So uh, you're talking about that mid-tier market. We're looking at the middle income coming up. Um, are we seeing more buyers, uh, people that want to invest for themselves? They want to live in the house. It's a first-time owner. Or are you seeing a lot more people buying as an investment opportunity because it is a buyer's market? Yeah, so, so I think there's a, there's a, there's a massive mix and, and what I'd like to encourage people to do is buy for investment, but I do think there's, there's a sort of a mix um, between the two. There's a lot of, um, I suppose, millennials that are coming to the market more uh, and looking to settle, take, take homes and create and almost decay and nest a little bit. And then you've got the other side, there's a lot of people coming to the market to invest, they bought one or two properties and they look to expand their portfolio. Where they're looking, what they're is also different. And I see a lot of movies in the student letting space, mm-hmm. as well as the um, professional community of the multi let. Um, so, so uh, yes, the multi let space is also a space that's moving quite uh, rapidly at the moment. How do you go into that safely, though? Because, you know, we've heard so many horror stories about buying for investment, renting it out. If you have a problem, you can't actually get rid of the people that are living there because of, you know, uh, I think the Squatters Act is still in place. Um, you you still have to uh, allow that person to stay there even if they're not paying. I mean, there are quite a few hiccups with uh, renting a space out um, if you're buying for investment. I mean, uh, and when you talk about accommodation, especially for students, Students as well. I mean, is that still? Um, I mean, how do you, uh, is that still a safe bet? Yeah. So, so, so again, I mean, and it's it's a really good good question because I think so many people again go into the space that aren't fully informing themselves and understanding that when you're investing, no matter what type of investment, and, and let's let's ignore the asset class here and say, well, it's not property; it's stocks and shares, or it's gold or silver, whatever that asset class when you're investing. We accept that there's a, an element of risk. And it's really strange when people then go into property well, well now suddenly expected to be no risk in terms of their investment. So there, there certainly are risks and you've got to offset those by uh, doing research, understanding the market, um, understanding the tenants, fully vetting the tenants and getting experts involved at every stage of that investment process to make sure that you're taken care of as much as possible. Um, and, and so again, it's, it's around information and making sure you, you're surrounded by the, the, the right experts, um, you know, and the problem here is also the margins are quite tight in, in the property investment space. So when you buy a property, um, you know, you, you, you're highly leveraging yourself and getting a, a bond at 90, 95%. So the, the margins mm-hmm. are very tight. So people then start looking at experts that profess to perform miracles. For example, they're going to do an eviction for, you know, a thousand rand, you know. The reality is, is evictions are quite expensive processes. Um, it's very clear to find in our act how a, a eviction is to happen. There's the PIE Act, there's the Rental Housing Act, uh, the Consumer Protection Act. There's, there's acts that are very clear to find how we need to do things. And you need those experts that understand that to make sure that that process is being properly. There isn't, an, uh, there isn't a squatters act. There is a risk of having squatters in your property. But you, the only risk for you 
to have scotch and property is if you don't take the correct actions in the right timelines to make sure that you, you take action against these people that are non-paying or become effectively illegal occupants. So, so I mean, if I go back to your question of saying, how do you offset the risk? It's really about either fully informing yourself, getting educated or aligning with the experts and understand each stage of the process and make sure you're looked after. Mm, I think that is very important because you may have a bit of extra money. You may be having access to finance. You may be able to get in, into this market. But if you don't have the time to actually do this homework and to actually manage this property properly, uh, you may actually find yourself in a lot of trouble. That may be um, a really useless investment. It may actually cost you more money in the long run. 100%. I mean, the it's free advice often, so I absolutely agree with you. So the other thing to factor in is interest rates. So yes, interest rates are at a record low now, but we know that you know going into a property is twenty years basically. So you know in in that time you could, you would need to also factor um, when the rate cycle changes, when re- interest rates go up, and then you know you need to make sure that you have enough money to cover that. Yeah, I understand. I mean, I think, um, you know, you, if you look at a lot of sort of adverts and conversations right now, people saying you must invest, you must invest because interest rates are an all-time low. Yeah, it's a great investment now because interest rates are an all-time low. And that, that rings true as long as you can, for example, fix those interest rates at that low level or you're going into them, there's enough, again, again gap between what you're paying in your mortgage right now and in the rent you're receiving that even if interest rates move 3 4 5% upwards, that there's still a margin for you. So, you know, the first, first thing is you shouldn't be getting into property with a negative cash flow. You should always be positive um, on a monthly basis. And second thing, you need to stress test based on the current interest rate plus potential potential um, increase in, in interest rates to make sure that you're looked after at that level. The last thing a lot of people can afford is to have to feed the property two, three, four thousand rand a month because the interest rates have, uh, have increased. So we're at all-time lows at the moment. There's um, talk about going even half a mm-hmm. basis point lower, um, which would be great. But the, re- the reality is, in the medium term at least, we will certainly see a return of, of interest rates increasing, um, and who knows what, to what level they'll increase. Tell me, Grant, what are your thoughts between buying a physical property and actually buying property shares on the JSE? So, so when you're talking about um, REITs, um, and REITs are, mm-hmm. are the funds that are invested into commercial property. Um, so the first thing is right now, commercial, the commercial property sector is under massive pressure. I mean, there were some really, really attractive REITs. Um, I know there was one, for example, in, in Cape Town, which was really attractive, um, fairly blunted, and a really great investment option to look at if you were looking to invest in the property market but, but not be involved in the operational side of things. The problem is, is, is now with um, the lockdown, the commercial sector is under massive pressure. So it wouldn't be my advice to, to invest right now into those um, commercial assets or the, or the, the listed um, stocks unless you see that there's going to be an aggressive return of the commercial sector in terms of returns. On the flip side, um, and, and you also need control. So while investing in shares, you don't have control. There's a directors and, and a board of, board of directors that control those. The, the decision making process whereas if you invest directly in property you've got the decision making power at every level your, how much leverage you have and mm-hmm. getting the tenants in how much the rental is so it's about a control control as well but it really is just where you see the market going my, my view here is, is and it remains that, that 
the residential sector is the, is the safest um, long-term investment at the moment, the property sector, because of of the movement of, um, of people from the informal housing sector, the informal housing sector, to really continue demand. There's massive to housing in that country, and it's going to continue for a long term. The returns on that might not be as high as in the commercial side, but it's, it's sort of a solid return over the long term. As we said earlier, it's uh, very risk averse. It's a more secure investment. You have a physical asset. Um, I know a lot of people were buying as well to get into Airbnb. Um, I'm sure those people have all struggled right now. But Airbnb, I mean, essentially, if you're letting out half your house or room, um, then it's quite successful. Um, and you don't actually suffer, uh, you know, as, uh, you know, as badly as probably a guest house. I'm talking about, you know, now during COVID, um, those people that run guest houses and hotels and things obviously were hard hit because they had to close completely. But if you had a house and you had two rooms up for Airbnb, you would have still, you know, owned your property, you would have still made it, you were you're still paying the bond, you still have a physical asset. That's true. I think, I think a lot of people know that went to the Airbnb space also have struggled because like you say, if you had a house where you're living and you had two rooms available that you put in Airbnb, that would be okay. But if you expose yourself to a full property, so you bought three flats in Cape Town TVD mm-hmm. and they were putting on the Airbnb market, then, you, then you've got a problem. And I think we have a lot of landlords that have taken that position. Um, you know, and it just shows the risk of taking a single review or, or single strategy or buying a property that only works under one, under one situation. Because the situation can change quite quickly. And the drought um, in Cape Town, at least last year, um, exposed the short term market to that and to large to be. And then the, now the lockdown really opened, opened the floodgates in that market um, and really was damaging to the short term market, particularly, I mean, across the country, particularly in Cape Town. Grant, we're going to have to leave it there, but thank you so much for sharing your insights with us this evening. Grant Spee, he is a property expert and entrepreneur. And of course, we're talking about investing in the property market. It is a buyer's market right now, residential property, um, and it's a good time to get in. Grant, thank you very much for your time. My Money and Me with Sumitra Naidu every Tuesday from 8 to 9 p.m. Kaya FM, home of the Afropolitan. Rewinding, Rewinding Kaya FM on FM Rewind. Visit kayafm.co.za for more.